0: Hello, and welcome to Let's PharmaNize, part of the Pharmacy Podcast
1: Network. I'm Shane Gerritsen. I'm Mickey Ferguson. Hi, I'm Calvin Vandegrift. And I am Justin Frederick. I'm going to be talking about a aspect of the Marvel Universe that is pharmaceutically relevant and assess the surprisingly realistic implications to our reality.
0: All that and more on Let's <laughs> PharmaNize. <laughs> The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice diagnosis or treatment the views and opinions expressed within are those of the authors and speakers themselves and do not necessarily represent any affiliated institution or third party start this with like, a nice little interview this is the first time we're doing something like this so justin how you doing man
1: i'm doing pretty well thanks for asking how about the rest of y'all good Can't we're interviewing
0: yeah. you though so yeah don't, don't, okay. don't be around. interviewing
1: us <laughs> this, is, this is hostage interviewing right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: how's your how's your week been going
1: my week's been going pretty well you know being a p2 student the assignments are sometimes get a little bit crazy but you know what just living day by day
0: yeah, they can be a little it's overwhelming. That's kind of what we have to do, really. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited to hear what you have to say, because I know that you are one of the biggest Marvel fans that I know. Yes. One of the <laughs> earliest things that I remember oh. about you was wearing the uh, Black Panther hat at orientation.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I, I suppose it was just Halloween it's the segment of it's the subject of your of your podcast episode but what what were you for halloween
1: for halloween i it was actually a last minute decision i was originally going to dress up as miles morales from spider-man into the spider-verse but in light of the recent death of Chadwick Boseman on august 28th 2020 i felt i should really honor him because black panther is one of my favorite marvel heroes and has influenced the man i am today in becoming a pharmacist okay. so i wanted to pay honor to him by actually dressing up as black panther something that i originally did in 2018 my second year here at high point university and felt i should take the costume out one last time that's awesome that's awesome
0: i knew that he loved black panther but i didn't know that it meant that he meant that much to you but that's mm-hmm. really good to hear all right, well, you want to jump right
1: in? So, yeah, definitely. So, jumping right into this episode is a series I like to call Marvelous, <laughs> which is a segment that I look into an aspect of the Marvel Universe that is pharmaceutically relevant and assess kind of the realistic implications of the real world. Let's so Marvelize. <laughs> Yo, that's a good one. Yeah, I came up with it myself, so thank you. <laughs> so, for this episode, I wanted to do something special. In light of, again, in light of the recent passing of Chadwick Boseman, I wanted to pay honor to him by taking us to the nation of Wakanda and looking at the very thing that made King T'Challa the Black Panther, which is... Yes, you can guess, Calvin. Oh, no, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought you raised your hand. I I did raise
2: my hand because I wanted to ask if...
1: Have y'all seen this
2: movie? I yes. haven't seen Black Panther, so I, I don't know. I have not seen it's Black Panther. Really I don't watch superhero movies. It's phenomenal. I've only seen, like the recent ones, I, I saw Winter Soldier. That was like a it. saw Winter Soldier? Man. I, so
3: you saw like one of the not as good Marvel movies, but you missed... Hey,
1: again, my girlfriend at the time was the only reason why <laughs> Do I watched that movie. not even Actually, that's great, Calvin, because I kind of assumed that maybe one of you or nobody even listening right now may have seen the movie. So I'm going to go a little bit into depth just so everybody is on common ground. Groovy. So the thing that makes King T'Challa the Black Panther is this herb called the heart-shaped herb. And as the name implies, the heart-shaped herb is literally a heart-shaped plant only found in Wakanda that is supposedly a lily plant that has been contaminated by vibranium, which is the strongest metal on earth. So according to Wakandan culture, only a worthy warrior of royal blood could safely ingest the plant and be bestowed with supernatural abilities. This is going to be the first stop in our journey. So the movie adaptation of Black Panther doesn't address it. I guess I should say now if you haven't seen the movie, spoilers. (laughs) The Now now that I got the spoiler disclaimer out, let's continue. The movie adaptation doesn't address this aspect, but if a person of non-royal blood were to ingest the heart-shaped herb, that individual would actually be poisoned by the plant. As evidenced in the comics when Killmonger, I know in the movies he's T'Challa's cousin, but in the comics there's no relation. They're not related. But Killmonger ingested the heart-shaped herb, and it actually nearly killed him. So the only way he could actually get the powers of the Black Panther was actually by synthesizing a synthetic version of the plant that allowed anyone who ingested it to get the powers of the Black Panther.
2: Now, o- overall, because I don't
1: know, I don't actually know. I know he's a superhero, but what are these these powers that we're talking about? That's a great question, actually. The superhuman abilities that I was mentioning: when someone ingests the heart-shaped herb, the person who ingested it gets enhanced speed, agility, endurance, durability, healing, and senses. I never freeze. Now, specifically, when I'm talking about the senses. I'm saying that the person's senses are so enhanced that the user could not only see in total darkness, but also track any scent and even hear an enemy's heartbeat. That's pretty killer. Now, how is this even possible, you might be thinking to yourselves. According to the scientists who actually studied the herb, the scientists in the comics obviously, the plant is said to stimulate and accentuate the human being's kinesthetic sense. This is the subliminal perception that allows us to close our eyes and yet know where our body parts are. So if we did not have this sense, we wouldn't be able to literally wash our hair in the shower with our eyes closed, let alone touch our nose. So the herb also has a secondary effect on our proprioceptive system located in our muscles and joints. Now proprioception is also known as the sixth sense. It's what provides body awareness to the brain and controls muscular force and pressure. So regulatory sensory signals from the system allow bodily motion and balance. So the best way to illustrate this neurological aspect is with an example. So a fully functioning human being can wiggle their finger back and forth with little effort. However, without proprioception, the brain could not actually feel what the finger was doing. So the individual would have to look at his or her finger in order to verify the motion. We're all wiggling our fingers right now. That's so close. <laughs> I'm doing it with my yeah. eyes closed. It's a really good way to illustrate that. So if you really think about this, with enhanced proprioception, one could control every muscular movement with precision in real time if some people haven't thought about this yet yes this is part of the reason why cats are able to land on their feet they have proprioceptors located on their whiskers that send those very signals i was describing to the brain that allow them to know where the body parts are in real time Hmm.
0: hence the panther
1: (laughs) hence the panther for black panther (laughs) and when cats fall they can use their muscles to
3: shift their center of mass so they either spin more so they land on their feet or spin less so
1: they land on their feet exactly so for those who may have seen the film now you know how how the black Panther was able to do those acrobatic skills with ease the drug literally enhanced his senses so he has super super control of his entire body his muscles oh,
0: cool are there like cats that are really not good at this because my cat is really <coughs> clumsy if we, like, you know how you're supposed to, like, sort of drop cats? Like, from, a, like, from, like, a reasonable height. Like, you can't do that with dogs. If you pick up a dog and put them down, you have to actually, like, put them down like a normal, like, all the way down to the ground like a child. But yep. with a cat, if you do that, they start to, start to, like, squirm and get all antsy. So you just kind of, like, let them fall from, like, a couple feet off the ground. My cat never lands on his feet, or like half the time, it's like 50-50, it's like flipping a coin.
2: My cat is so morbidly obese that his center of gravity (laughs) is just off. I don't think his proprioceptors are gonna, are gonna, yeah.
3: Hogs is a cute one. Yeah, it comes down. He's cute, but he's, he's He's fast. Is he a chonker? He's a big chonker. He's thick. I, I don't know, Shane, maybe your cat's just low IQ. (laughs) <laughs> and then he'll, like, he'll, one time I dropped
0: him and he, like, landed face first. And then he looked back at me, like, so mad. Like, what <laughs> you, you forgot how to act like a cat.
1: Well, I like I said, you do have control over your muscles. But using your example with your cat, you're talking of, like, how high did you drop him from? Because it's still in your cat's control. Like, if two feet, if you dropped him from two feet above the ground, that's not really a lot of time to control your body to... Oh, drop and land on your hands so that's probably why your cat is looking at you like why are you dropping so from,
0: drop from higher up is what you're saying correct?
1: yeah if you okay. were to drop him from higher up the whiskers would probably be able to send the signals and be like okay we have this much time to be able to contort the body to do what it needs how to do how high up are you suggesting to drop this cat just give <laughs> him a the Simba <laughs> Well, I do not personally own a cat, so I couldn't give you an exact number, but it, I, you can literally look up, I guess, on YouTube videos of cats being on, like, a bookshelf and being able to drop up uh, to the floor without, you What's know, right waiting on the feet.
3: Poor Simba. <laughs> a lot of um, rodents can do this, too. So uh, squirrels can do this, and so can, like, chipmunks and stuff. Squirrels and chipmunks are not nearly as cool, though, as panthers, though. Like, yeah, they're not as cool. Big cats are cool. They're, they're equally acrobatic. Imagine
2: being, you know, a, super, a superhero, the Mighty Squirrel or something like that. That's that squirrel sounds... they squirrel, yeah, yeah, squirrel, squirrel Girl, actually. That
1: sucks. She beat Thanos <laughs> That's in the comics. bad. And then, and then in her. the comics, she actually has numerous times, which is why people are saying, if Squirrel Girl was in Avengers Endgame, this would have been a problem. I, this is why I don't li- watch these movies. They, <laughs> I there's I a Squirrel Girl. A... <laughs> well...
2: Okay, it's one of the reasons why Whatever. I not I mean, there's an
1: Ant-Man.
2: I think I'm the only person that hasn't seen Endgame ever. Because everyone That's talks about it. That's something to be proud of. Uh, no,
0: I am proud of I mean, of it's it. a cinematic <laughs> masterpiece you're, that you're just...
3: Yeah, taking pride in ignorance is usually a bad move. A I'm, I'm taking my pride. Uh, this is... Hey, people are. Some
2: people are into some superheroes.
3: Some people are not.
0: But you're a Justice League man, aren't you?
2: You didn't even know that 1986 the Bears won the Super Bowl. No, who because who cares? outside
3: of Chicago would care?
2: Everyone who watches football. I didn't <laughs> even know that was football. I'm very disappointed.
3: You just said the Bears, like.
2: Who everyone knows who dot Bears are.
3: Dot Bears. What did you call it like that? Like the baby?
2: That's bad. No. <laughs> Justin, please continue. Betty Anna. Wap.
1: Please. I was actually kind of enjoying it, so. but kind of going back to, I guess, the comics and going into the use of the herb, I did mention beforehand how if you weren't of worthy blood or was found worthy by the plant, it would actually harm you, and I said how Killmonger ingested it and nearly killed him, so you would think, oh yeah, he doesn't have royal blood, so it wouldn't work on him. Here's where things get a little bit more complicated.
0: And now, a
1: word from our sponsor... In the comics, Shuri, who is T'Challa's sister, so obviously of royal blood... Ooh! Not that hot, genius! You told me to strike it. You didn't say how hot. She also ingested the heart-shaped herb, but instead of giving her the powers immediately like T'Challa, it actually rejected her for some time. So it took, a, some. T- I can't say exactly how much time, but... It, it delayed the, how much she would get the powers. Wait a minute. Wait, she's like full sister? Yes. They are, are literally blood relatives. That doesn't make any sense. Exactly. I'm so happy that you said that. Like, it doesn't make sense. How is the plant choosing who's worthy or not? Which is why I don't... Think the movies address this because it really is complicated. Maybe
0: she had like a genetic polymorphism and she was a slow metabolizer.
1: Exactly, it could be a slow metabolizer. It could have been other genetic differences between T'Challa and her that could have caused this drug resistance. And but it's not really confirmed in the comics.
2: T'Challa just sounds like an ultra rapid metabolizer. I I think think that's why.
0: I think he's just like immediately. But it's got to be. You know, it's got to be like a. a monoclonal antibody type thing, because it's got such a long half-life, it never leaves the system. You have these superpowers. Do you ever need to redose? Do you ever need to, like...
1: I'm glad you asked. In fact, this is what m- makes it super cool, To I'm so glad you guys allowed me to do this. The heart-shaped herb is actually one plant that doesn't require a redose. Once it's ingested, you have those permanently. Mm. So it's never excreted. It's irreversible. Is, like time actually, it is reversible. <laughs> and this is actually displayed in the movies where Wakandan or at least the Wakandan Then, when it comes to medicine, Zuri, who is T'Challa's uncle, they create this concoction. It's not really detailed what's in it, but it's a concoction that serves as a negating agent that takes away the powers of the Black Panther. And this is actually done in the comics as well. See, how a warrior is found worthy is that they must defeat the current Black Panther, as well as six of the best warriors of Wakanda by trial by combat. And if successful, all that warrior would be considered worthy so in the movies they really did a good job in displaying this in the scenes where T'Challa has the power stripped away from him he drinks this concoction if you will and you see him kind of struggle ingesting it his veins start to pop out and his eyes almost look bloodshot as the powers of the heart saved herb are just stripped away from him eventually he's you know he stands back up and he's back to a normal appearance no worse for wear and that's how I believe that the Wakandans kept this system of checks and balances. Because yeah, if somebody ingested the heart-shaped herb, they have those powers permanently. So it's like, who's to stop them? This is how it works in Wakandan culture. Or every, I would say, after every, I wouldn't say it's every year, but when a king is found to be doubtful in terms of their ability to be chieftain, to be the Black Panther, someone can invoke a right of challenge for the mantle. And so that's how the challenge works. Trial by combat the current Black Panther would have their power stripped away and then the playing field is leveled. Now
0: outside of the the story, because Black Panther's father died in that explosion, right? Yes, he did. Would he have had to challenge his father for the mantle of Black Panther? Or would it have just passed on naturally when the first Black Panther passed away?
1: In this case, it wouldn't have been in a challenging need to be invoked considering T'Challa was the son of T'Chaka, his father. So in that case, T'Chaka would have passed the powers of the Black Panther to his son when he felt he was ready. Okay. If it was anybody else, they probably would have invoked the right of challenge. Okay. So in the movie, yes. At that time, T'Chaka clearly did not have the powers of the Black Panther within him. His son, however, yes, he did. If you notice when he tried to save his father, he was able to jump pretty high to try and save him from the bomb that went off. And compared to a lot of people that were injured, you notice T'Challa wasn't really too worse for wear in terms of the damage done to him. And that's because the Heart-Shaped Herb provides healing.
0: And that was at the beginning
1: of, that was at Civil War, right? Yes, it was. Yeah,
0: that was that was a good one,
1: Cal. So let's address the big question I know that's on many people's minds. Can a drug like the Heart-Shaped Herb exist in our reality and it might surprise you that in a way it actually does now regarding the enhanced physical ability as far as enhanced strength speed and so on obviously we do have anabolic steroids that are known to be misused by athletes to boost their performance or improve their physical appearance Hmm. and in fact it was not until 2004, when Congress passed the Anabolic Steroid Control Act, that banned, over-the-counter, steroid precursors, that it wasn't uncommon to use steroids, especially in bodybuilding. So, here's where the situation gets really interesting. As we see in the film, ingesting the heart-shaped herb causes T'Challa to enter the Wakandan necropolis, or City of the Dead, through an almost tribal dream-time experience, you know, almost like a vision, if you will.
2: Allow the hardship up to restore the powers of the Black Panther and take you to the ancestral plane.
1: In reality, there exists a psychedelic called ayahuasca, Ah. uh, or in English, vine of the soul, that has been used by the indigenous natives of the Amazon for centuries. And this brew is made from a combination of the Banisteriopsis copy vine and leaves from the Psychotria viridis shrub. The active chemical from the shrub is, you guessed it, dimethyltryptamine, DMT. DMT. <laughs> We're always <laughs> DMT coming back again. to DMT We
0: just talked about DMT when I, with Ivan was on the show.
3: Really? Yeah. yeah. It, and it's weird um, because there was a segment I wanted to get to eventually. There's actually clinics opening up across the United States for people with PTSD to experiment with DMT and ayahuasca. Experiment with it? Yeah, because a lot of people who have PTSD are really resistant to mm-hmm. normal pharmacotherapy or traditional yeah. um, CBT. So they're more likely, especially if they're religious or spiritual, to go into these clinics in a controlled envi- a very controlled environment. Like there's always like at least three people who are not under the influence of anything to watch over for six to eight hours as it takes
1: effect.
0: Right. CBT meaning cognitive behavioral therapy? Yes. Okay.
1: And I'm glad you mentioned that, Mickey, as far as PTSD and people wanting to experiment using this drug, because when it comes to uh, ayahuasca, the big mystery that's surrounding this drug is how the natives were able to make it. Because when you look at the vine and the shrub together, you wouldn't be able to think, oh, let me put these two together to make this <laughs> psychedelic drug. You're not telling me that's I to to No, I'm just feeling it. However, Amazonian legend maintains that the natives were guided by otherworldly beings that descended into the jungle bearing this magical drink that would, quote, connect them with the radiant powers of the heavens. I'm not making this up. I've actually read this from the Archives of Clinical Psychiatry. They have done clinical trials regarding... Ayahuasca. I guess the ritual, I guess, or the more religious aspect of consuming this drug is somewhat related to what you were saying, Mickey, and how those who ingest it are said to be connected with the, quote, divine mother who would heal people of their illnesses. And this healing process is actually not as divine as it may seem. So when ingesting this drug, uh, the healing process is through a form of purging. So there is intense sweating involved of convulsions and possibly vomiting. But that's also a mystery because people who've ingested this drug have reported different aspects of how they've experienced it. But all of them can say that they've experienced these really vivid visions or this vivid trips if you will mm-hmm. when it comes to taking psychedelics that just felt so real and the natives of the amazon say that is part of the healing process as the imagery is said to represent the fears or those aspects of our lives that seem to be plaguing us like a disease and so you're faced with with the choice of either letting that fear rule over you or fighting it, hence the sweating and possibly vomiting. That's you purging that fear from your body. Yeah, I think from the reading that I've done on the subject,
3: a lot of people say it's a deeply unpleasant experience, but at the other end of it, they feel like they've gained a lot and they're able to deal with their problems more effectively, Hmm. which is very interesting to me because not many people will say yeah, no, that was awful, but I needed it. Sounds
2: like the uh, sounds like the experience with Luke Skywalker going into that what do they call it, the cave. You know what I'm talking about? Where he sees himself as Darth Vader. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kind of feeling that, getting those vibes. I don't know why. There's no one else getting those vibes? I don't think he did ayahuasca
0: in there.
3: You want to buy some death sticks? I, I
2: don't think so. I mean, there were vines all over the place. Could there have were been vines. Yeah. Could have been on whatever D- Dagobah system, whatever. Yeah, Dagobah. Yeah. Yoda's house. Yeah.
1: I wouldn't think it was ayahuasca though, because those who that that have ingested the drug, at least the common things that have been reported in terms of signs and symptoms, have included nausea, vomiting. Feelings of connection and unity, as well as anxiety, increased body temperature, hence the sweating, and even diarrhea. So, unless Luke Skywalker was sweating and going to the bathroom every five seconds, (laughs) I doubt that he was on ayahuasca. But, like I said, with all these signs and symptoms, people still take it. Like, they. You know Yoda fed him?
0: Yeah, he gave him that, like, weird brown
2: suit. <laughs> and he hated it? Yeah. I'm thinking that's what they were basing it on. George yeah, Lucas knew. I
3: have lost the suit. I mean, uh, it has been around for a while, like, as a myth. Like, a lot of Westerners don't, haven't really gotten on the train and, and until, like, 2000
1: onward. But mm-hmm. it's definitely been known of for quite a while. And it's actually still a matter of mystery in terms of how long, because the Natives... Like I said, this is part of their legend, and so speculation holds that they may have been making this concoction for over 2,000 years, perhaps even 5,000 years, some speculations even say. So I find it kind of interesting that ayahuasca is something that's actually in the world today and then we look at the movie Black Panther and think oh you know him ingesting the heart-shaped herb and then being buried alive in order to enter the necropolis through like that dream time aspect like that's all you know superhero Marvel imagination but it actually exists like like people who ingest ayahuasca in a way are kind of experiencing the same thing that T'Challa actually goes through.
2: Interesting. I'm very interested. Now you gotta watch the movie. Maybe I'm not that interested, but Oh, that's I know that sucks. I just don't like superhero movies.
3: Okay, Cal, I'm gonna level with you. I'm not the biggest superhero fan, but I immensely enjoyed Black Panther. Yeah. I really love it. I've gotten kind of fatigued with the movies over the years, which kinda of soured my opinion on going out and buying more comics for Marvel. But
2: See, I like I like some of the superhero movies that are almost real. Like I don't like way too beyond fictitious I hate Thor I hate Hulk because all of those are like completely what is un- wrong with you? unrealistic
3: so you're but m- like you're more of like a Punisher guy
2: I liked uh, I don't know who that is I liked <laughs> you said that so dismissively I, I don't who I don't is
0: know. that okay. I, what am I supposed to Mickey's gone <laughs> to Castle the Punisher I don't know who that is what about Daredevil there's, like, the new one, not the I Ben Affleck. Is
2: that the guy that rides on a motorcycle? <laughs> no.
0: That would that's be Ghost Rider. That's Ghost Rider on the motorcycle? He just conflated Daredevil with Ghost Rider. <laughs> Show's canceled. Show's canceled. Thanks. Oh. Thanks for listening, you guys. This will be our last episode.
2: <laughs> oh, God. I like the movies. Like, um, I liked watching Split. Split was that movie, right, with, uh... You was, liked split. <laughs> I liked split. Yeah, because it was split personality disorder. It was which is real. also not
3: real. Yeah, that's a gross. That's a horrible. It was a horrible. It's a of terrible representation
2: of dissociative identity disorder, which is not real. Of course it was, but at least that's more realistic than a guy growing from six feet tall to. Whatever, thirty feet tall, green and punching buildings. Why be stuff. Because the that's what I like. Of the genre is to be you, unrealistic. If you're gonna if you're gonna complain about me not knowing any superheroes, you can't use the argument. Well, that's just they're not supposed to be realistic. Because that's what I enjoy watching. Why? Boring. What do you mean why? I'm the person that's gonna sit so down and watch you, a four hour documentary on like a battleship.
3: Revenant, one of your one of your movies that you like? I don't. Would be better. I don't like the Revenant. You don't like the Revenant. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's a realistic movie that you like?
2: Jeremiah Johnson's pretty good.
3: Pulp Fiction. Hope fiction is in okay. no way realistic. Of course, it's not.
2: But it's not the only thing I can enjoy. But I just don't like superhero movies I think where you're it's just
3: a hipster.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the hipster. You like Star Wars? I do like Star Wars. All right. How is that realistic?
2: Because it's in a galaxy far, far away.
0: Oh my god. You got you there.
2: So if, if <laughs> superhero the, movies took nope.
3: place on another planet, you'd be okay with them?
2: Yes, I can. If if Superman only was on Krypton and it didn't like explode and whatever, then yes, I, I could
1: enjoy Superman. I think. I think I need to be at this podcast I'm a little look, bit more to kind of show you the realistic implications I'm when it comes these I'm being looked at with such
2: disdain right now. It's disgusting. Yeah, it is Yeah, your, your
3: conduct no. is pretty disgusting.
2: You haven't watched anything sports, so don't at me. Hey, I watch oh, hockey. Oh, you watch hockey. They don't care. They didn't know the Bears won the Super Bowl in 1986.
3: Because no one cares.
2: Everyone cares.
3: <laughs> no one cares outside of Chicago.
2: Y'all are lame. We were 18-1, and one, baby. We? <laughs> 14 years before you we, were born. Did you we. carry that football through the end it's zone? A tradition. Did you kick it through the uprights? It's a tradition. Everyone has sweetness in them. It's what? Walter Payton. His name was sweetness. Ew. Don't say ew to Walter Payton. That
0: is blaspheming.
3: You are okay. such a Chicago fanboy. I, I bet know. you still think the Hawks are good.
1: We're going to have to cut no, like 10 suck. minutes out of Justin's episode. Yeah. Justin. Continue. Sorry, the floor Justin. The is, is
0: yours again. I'm sorry. No, it's their fault. It's not my fault.
1: Actually, I kind of covered most of
3: what I had. Oh, so, I mean, we can end on that rant if we want.
0: (laughs) I don't think we're going to end there. Well, this is, like, really, really exciting. I I loved Black Panther, and I loved being able to think about it from your perspective and, like, enjoy that pharmaceutical aspect of it, because I didn't realize there was that much realism to it. But anyway, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was really cool.
1: Thank you, and I hope to be here again to i guess educate on some more realistic implications when it comes to marvel welcome it back may to be superhero stuff but they actually may be more realistic than you think welcome back to let's educate cal about yeah. superheroes we're gonna have to start I there's
2: a, a lot
0: more good stuff in, in the marvel movies i think there's a lot more like pharmaceutical stuff we could touch on so that'll be your job mr let's marvelize <laughs> right on Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter to keep up with our episodes and content. And special thanks to Kelly Kerr for making our music.